Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And today I'm George. Hi, George. <laughs> Tomorrow? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> T- tune in Tune in next week and uh, have your answers ready for what the name might be. All right. Uh, so, George, thank you for joining us today. You were the one who graciously selected this episode of Ghost Adventures we watched. And, George, would you like to tell our guests about your your contributions to podcasting and radio? Yeah, there's a, I guess there's a couple of them I could mention. Been in radio for a few years now, and I'm living in the Seattle area, so I have a show on KBFG 107.3 FM in the North Seattle region, if you're uh, around up there. Uh, You can also find us online at fulcrumcc.org. I also do some podcasting with the group Ungagged, based out of Scotland. Uh, A lot of political uh, left-wing kinds of good stuff. So if you want to uh, hear me in quotes from my uh, communist manifesto, that's the place to go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're so glad you decided to join us on Insanely Haunted. Uh, What is your history with Ghost Adventures? I have to admit, not a ton. Uh, I really was introduced to the series through this podcast, actually. Uh, prior to awesome. that, yeah, yeah, you guys are spreading the good word. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, prior to that, I, I knew a little bit about Ghost Hunters, which I know is like a similar kind of show. Just um, you know, we talked about this before going on air that there's like a little bit more of a quote-unquote scientific emphasis in that program so this is actually my uh first time really sitting down and watching an entire episode and uh boy we've uh (laughs) we've got a lot to talk about today how did you enjoy that episode of ghost adventures that we watched in the most ironic way possible all right (laughs) that's par for the course really so this is union station and this is union station in kansas city missouri i feel like there's more famous union stations in other places am i right probably i wonder if this was you know they went into the history a little bit and my uh kind of wish my uncle was here because he he's a union man with trains and he knows all about them so he'd be the guy to ask if this was like the first or something like that they did say that it's the largest at the time it was built it was the largest train station in the country probably carries a lot of significance for that but um Union's just a really common term when it comes to oh, yeah. a lot of travel trains, especially. So, yeah, at this point, it's probably been ousted from that greatest of all time spot. It's not the GOAT anymore. I would imagine. It's just interesting to think about how train stations were a big deal a long time ago. As yeah. big a deal as airports are today. As big a deal yeah. as, like, JFK. Yeah, and you can definitely see that by the architecture and the, the effort put into building these buildings. It's a cool place. Yeah. It really is. There's lots of marble, as Zach Baggins noticed. <laughs> So dumb. Uh, that, we'll, get in, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Colin, I know you don't watch a lot of Ghost Adventures. Cassie, you and I do watch a lot of Ghost Adventures. Yes. <laughs> Was Zach, like, extra peppy in this episode, or is it just me? He felt, he seemed a little drunk, giddy. Yeah. And I don't know, like... I wonder if there's like a side of him that just without actually being drunk, he just is kind of acts, he kind of acts drunk. He's high on the attention. The camera brings out the special side of Zach Bagans. Well, and I I think we definitely felt that because especially with the whole like creepiness in the beginning that we get, which we'll talk about. It's just, you know, I think with shows like this, it reminds me of, uh, you know, a show that I have seen a few episodes of that being Ancient Aliens. Um, (laughs) Wow, that's a deep mind. We could get in there. Yeah, well, I think once uh, once you all finish this, maybe that's the next series to pick up. But like, uh, yeah. Insanely extraterrestrial. It's aliens. There's a uh, there's so much melodrama in a lot of programs like that, and I mean, part of it I think is to keep the audience engaged. That has to be a huge portion of it. Like with any media, that's not unique. But I think also when you have a a real hard line of pseudoscience that you're trying to sell, I mean, you <laughs> you really have to play that up just to make it sound believable, right? Because if he's sitting there thinking and sounding like he doesn't believe his own horse shit, I don't think he's going to be able to expect anyone in the audience to. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Right. For sure. He has to truly believe in it. So this... Um, in the depths of his heart. Yes. This is one of those episodes where Zach explains everything. He's just a very explainy, verbose boy in this episode. He talks a lot about stone tape theory. He explains all of... Did you catch that, the stone tape theory? Because I remember as we were watching it, you were like, what is he talking about? Yeah, this... So as best as I can understand it, I also think the word theory has to be applied in a very technical sense. Because <laughs> there's no way they've tested this. But something about... Uh, I, I actually missed that it was called stone tape. I wrote down the marble storage theory. Um, so I'm going to call it that. <laughs> potato, potato, you know. Yeah, yeah, my, my syllable. Um, but so, so as, as far as I can understand, it's where marble has some kind of innate property that allows it to retain um, supernatural energy or like memories from, mm-hmm. you know, years, decades ago. Because geology, I guess. I mean, I mean, I mean, no. I was gonna say, Cass, you're you're the geology whiz. If if there's something in that, I guess you could say. But man, if that's the case, I kind of wonder what the Parthenon's been hiding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just seems like the logical place to go. So you got ancient Greece. You got all these marble buildings sitting around. It's like Zach, you got to get your passport in order, bro. I think you got a gold mine out there. If you if you truly believe this. Or that uh, Washington Monument has some major, like, real human penis energy. Yeah. <laughs> Probably lots of orgies took place in that thing. He, yes. Human penis energy. Yeah. <laughs> Big <That's> dick energy. <laughs> PTE, yeah. right? P- uh, PTE, okay, no, you gotta, you gotta contact someone at Viagra, right? And just say, start, start putting extra PTE on the side of the bottle. And you don't gotta, like, spell it out, because people are just gonna see an acronym, it's gonna sound scientific, and they're just gonna buy that shit up. Viagra, where are you at? You got some great marketing execs right here. So, in terms of spirits and, and marble, okay, so... It's actually all solid matter, and some liquid matter. <laughs> that just sort of retains water, ghost energy. Water, yeah. So, let's see, they said that there's marble flooring sandstone and concrete the concrete i don't know why he even mentioned that it's con- that's man-made you um unless shit. there's like dead bodies in the concrete or something like <laughs> which they have a, they have made assertions oh like that's this like before. a common urban legend especially with bridges oh some of the workers fell into the concrete and they didn't get the bodies out so they're in there why do i all of a sudden have an irish accent i don't know we've been watching too much buffy <laughs> oh man okay um so sandstone it's made out of sand and the way that the sand stays together as rock is it's cemented through flowing water that has uh, dissolved mineral in it and the mineral could be quartz it could be calcite it could be hematite hematite is a basically rust iron oxide calcite is calcium carbonate and quartz is there's one silicon and two oxygen that's pretty much it that's like the most common sandstone that you'll you'll get and then the sand is usually made out of quartz usually calcite sand is way too soft and it'll just just it'll just chemically erode away so very which, easily which, um which of these is the best for storing ghosts probably well definitely a quartz sandstone <laughs> because it has quartz the spirit crystal <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Which I still don't understand of why it's associated with spirits. There might actually be some like legitimate lore to that, but I guarantee it they've distorted it immensely with the program. Oh yes. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's yeah. definitely. I mean, there's. I mean, it's definitely. There are definite spiritualities that that consider quartz as um, spiritually significant, and that's. I mean, the belief part. That's that's fine. But if we're gonna talk science, like if we're gonna try and be scientific, like these guys, then I'm sorry, but no. Um, <laughs> then there's, okay, the marble. The marble is a metamorphic rock. Okay. Metamorphic rocks basically take an ordinary rock, that's like igneous or sedimentary, bury it, and subject it to extremely high pressures and temperatures inside the earth. You get a metamorphic rock. Basically, the rock transforms, kind of like in those um, animorph books that we all read as kids. Yeah. They're the changeling of the geology world. Right, exactly. Metamorphic rocks are super cool. The ordinary rock that becomes marble through metamorphosism is limestone. And limestone is a sedimentary rock. It is formed at the bottom of... It's formed in oceans, and it's composed of skeletal remains of various organisms like corals, bryozoans, lots of cnidarian-type species that use calcium carbonate as skeletal structures um so technically limestone has calcite in it 
it's uh, these these creatures use calcite or calcium carbonate in the ocean to build their shells, just like we use calcium supplements or calcium in our food to, to make help our bones. build our bones. Yeah. So, I mean, the creatures in the ocean are just the same. So that's how you get limestone. And usually limestone looks like cement. It's skeletons. It's skeletons. If you live in the Midwest, like Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, or say Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Missouri. Definitely. You're going to get a lot of limestone and a lot of the buildings are probably going to be made out of limestone. Limestone erodes very easily. Um, if you ever visit a really old graveyard with limestone graves, chances are they're kind of chemically eroded and the writing isn't as clear because limestone dissolves in acid and rain is naturally acidic. I actually had my, my one of my first 101 geology field trips out to a graveyard on the Indiana University campus because we have several graveyards and we got to kind of like evaluate the differences between limestone graves and granite graves so if you if you want a gravestone when you pass go for granite it'll last forever but anyway there's that those are the three rocks and then concrete somebody made in a truck in a big truck they just right. mix it yeah, up yeah yeah oh and limestone is, has the cool little swirls because of the pressure literally the pressure inside the earth when it's made squeezes minerals in the limestone to make those swirly layers so anyway, Zach sorry. Bacon's, if you're listening, this is how to be educational yeah. and not whatever the hell it is you did if, if, on if, your TV show. If if you're if you want to be scientific, here's your science. Damn. <laughs> right. So but, so the thing about this Union Station is that it was the site of a very violent incident that's known as the Union Station Massacre. Zach says they're here to do research, which I guess means contact the spirits or whatever. And they show us like a big Sorry about reenactment. That. Oh, you all right? Yeah, yeah. I just knocked a bowl off. Yeah, is everything good? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. It's not a ghost. No. Or uh, my house is not made of marble, so I guess not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they do a big reenactment. And Zach is like very showy about how this is so that we can take you there and put you in the moment. Some, I feel like there must have been like a Travel Channel executive watching over his shoulder the entire time they made this episode because he's so explainy and so like, thir- I feel like we're on this pattern right, mm-hmm. in this as we do this show where we'll watch one episode where they seem to really be phoning it in mm-hmm. and then one episode where they're like really, really, really intense mm-hmm. about what they're doing and like telling you and taking you on the journey. Right. So this place opened in 1914 and millions of people passed through using the train systems. Uh, we are given a historical tour by a man who is definitely a white man from Missouri his name, his name is Tim Phillips, and um, he's just like the whitest guy you know. And um, Tim looks like he works at a bank, but in he fact, he looks like he, he works at a bank and goes golfing on a, in his spare time. But in fact, he is a mob tour guy. <laughs> I would not, ex- not, I would not guess that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see I, that coming for Tim. I don't think that's an actual like title. I, I'm pretty sure that was just like hyped up for. For the fact that, like, this is the subject matter at hand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was It was just, he was wearing, what, khaki pants and a pink polo. <laughs> <laughs> just don't expect to get a, a historical tour about a mob. Uh, was it even the mob? They didn't even go into that. Yeah, he said they said he was a mob tour guide. Yeah. No, but, like, the story... Oh yeah, with this uh, this dude uh, Frank uh, Jelly was his nickname, which <laughs> Jelly, yeah, Frank Jelly Frank Nash, Jelly Nash. Which, you know, that that has to be because I mean he was just like he just kept slipping through their fingers, man. That that's gotta be where he got that. Uh, every t- he would leave a bunch of uh, grape jelly at the scene of every crime. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. comes out of his pores. <laughs> it's a nervous reaction. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you created something terrifying. I'm actually like looking up this guy now, Frank Nash, right? Uh, there's also this dude looks like Principal Snyder from Buffy the Vampire <laughs> he does! Slayer. Oh my god! Um, like as far I think like this dude was just like a bank robber. He wasn't like he wasn't like in any mob or nothing like that. You know, he, he was just yeah. he was just a dude who was just really really good at ripping off people's cash in the 1920s, yeah. right? But which when a lot of this stuff was going on, that's when you had the the FBI's first war on crime happened during that mm-hmm. decade. So. Um, and now, granted, I mean, our, our uh, you know, gangsta gangsta specialist is probably just like an expert in that kind of thing, and it all tends to get filed under 
like the mob, even though a lot of those people were not officially part of that. Um, That's probably where that comes from. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, and especially one of the claims that they made in this uh, that I I really wanted to go verify was that one one of his, uh, the, the kid behind the camera there talks about how in this massacre you have two cops, an FBI agent, a police chief, and uh, Mr. Jam himself, all dead. So that's uh, five people all total. Yeah, yeah. And that, mm-hmm. and, and he says, well, this is when cops started carrying firearms because they didn't do that before. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, so the massacre is in 1933, and I was like, there's, there's just no way. And so I looked it up, and it's actually, it's specifically the FBI did not carry firearms before the 1933. Okay. After that, they, they, they could make citizens arrest before that. But then they'd have to call in the U.S. Marshal with the local fuzz, right? Um, uh-huh. A year after this is when Congress gave the FBI statutory authority to carry guns and make arrests. So uh-huh. that part was right. But he doesn't say that. He says, like, cops. And I'm just like, yeah. wait, what? That's Yeah, I know. That was like... I'm also extremely skeptical. They go outside the building and they point to these little divots in the, in the stone <laughs> yes. walls and say that those are the real bullet holes from 1930-whatever. They might be. I just feel skeptical about it. Like, well, the fact that Nick's saying it and not the tour guide. Yeah, that's something that's really you should yeah. consider. You know, I think the way that you could really test that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It might be too simplistic, but just if you examine it for like dust or something that's accrued in there, I think would be a good way to indicate its age. And he doesn't really do that yeah. because it'd be such a simple test, it. right? It's like because <laughs> if there's no dust in there, it's a lot newer, or at least if there's not as much. It'd be it'd be the simplest test in the world to like prove your case. Like that's something that I notice with this show is like there's a lot of very simple <laughs> ways that they could make their assessment more credible, and they just like don't yep. do them. Nope. Yeah. And it's Verification. Like, and it's not like you don't have time. It takes like two seconds. You'll put your finger in, bring it out. Okay, what I got there. Um, well, but and the weird thing is when they actually do spend a lot of time on verification, which is like every so often you'll get an episode where it happens. Where they're just, fucking exhaustive and, and it, it's so boring. And it's not even done well. And Spoiler alert, that happened like three times in this episode where they like go so in depth on a piece of evidence that it's just mind numbing. Like not in an effective way. No, we don't. I don't feel like I've learned anything. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about like the the episode from Indiana where they go to the library, oh and it's just God. like, really, this never happens. What happened? Why? Yeah. What? Who? <laughs> Zach's been reading the comments again. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, so um, the the story goes that the police officers, police chief, and FBI guy, or guys, I forget who was who, but they were walking this <laughs> dude. Um, to a car, I guess, to be brought somewhere, jail. I think he was being or... moved from one jail to another. Okay. And um, apparently they thought that something might happen, and we don't really get much information about that at all. Um, and then once they put Mr. Dude into the Mr. vehicle... Jelly. Mr. Jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jello. The slippery bandit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the gelatinous bandit. Hey, he's a... Uh... He's sticky sweet from his head to his feet, right? <laughs> That's what Jeff Leppard was singing about. Oh, God, yeah. Um, uh, some guys come out with guns and they start, they say like, uh, Let them have let it. Let them have it. And then they just like shoot them. And this reenactment. They're going for the Oscar with this one, for sure. It lasted forever. <laughs> they shot the car way more times than you would shoot the car. Well, in the reenactment. Gotta get yeah. those 30 seconds least. in, baby. Yeah. Right. Zach says that that they're going to show you the the most intense thirty seconds that this building has ever seen. Yeah, it was kind of insane. I don't even know if those guns could have that many bullets. I I don't know. I don't know anything about How guns. Many bullets I don't does want to know anything about guns. Well, like a Tommy gun? Uh, I don't know. This is uh, <laughs> I've never held one. Let's see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tommy guns probably got. I mean, it, I mean, it's a it's a machine gun, so it have it have at least a hundred, I think. Oh wow! Jeez, okay. that's a lot. Yeah, because because that because that's that's what the that's what the circle is on the bottom is that's that's the rounds, and you go and you oh, go around wow. it like that as it feeds into it. Ooh, neat. Anyway, after this, we start the whole tour of like meeting. Oh, and Zach, by the way, before I get too far ahead of myself, Zach invites Tim, the mob tour guide, to come with them on the lockdown because Tim is a skeptic and doesn't believe in ghosts. Whenever Zach says skeptic, he really enunciates every single... Skeptic. Like, really harshly. And this is the beginning the beginning of this 
Like his tongue is a knife. And he's cutting those words yeah. out. It's like on Fox News when they bring on the, quote, liberal just so they can, like, talk a bunch of shit about him right there. Yeah. I mean, that's near sneering point. Yeah, that, that's, trigger word. that's basically what this guy was, was for. It's like, yeah. you, you're the designated skeptic, you know. Um, yeah. And, uh, he might as well have been farting at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So all of the narration that Zach does about this guy when he actually comes on the lockdown is so rude and backhanded. Uh-huh. Zach is clearly very threatened by skeptics, I think. Yeah. But anyway, uh, after we we move on from Mr. Skeptic Man, we meet Tammy. And I feel so bad for Ugh. Tammy. I, I wish she didn't have to be on this television show. Yeah. Because Zach makes a very public spectacle out of embarrassing her. Which is so rude. He's like walking her down the the middle of the lobby, loudly talking about how she's very shy and didn't want to be like in the show. With his arm around her shoulders. Yeah. So that they're literally touching waists. And it just was kind of inappropriate. Not kind of, but actually inappropriate. Just, I can't imagine the, like, I don't know, man, like this, there's, if you're going to work, you're taking the train to work and there's a weirdo dude filming himself loudly talking about making someone uncomfortable on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What does this look, what are the optics is from the outside, right? It's like you're, you're in the middle of the day and people are like fucking going places, man. And then you know, you're just walking by and he's shouting real loud. And yeah. you know, some cities, I mean, I've, I've been at Greyhound stations in Seattle. I mean, stuff like that's not weird. But, you know, when you're at this massive train station in the middle of Missouri, it's like, that's that's uh, that's going to be real different. That's spectacle. Yeah. We're seeing so, the talk of the town forming right now. Yeah. Um, he he has uh, an employee come over, a male employee. Oh, my God. There's um, this weird. This is so bizarre. To reenact what she witnessed. So she was saying that she was like, like crouching down. Was she cleaning something? Yeah, she's the she's the manager of the cleaning crew. Okay, yeah, and all of a sudden she sees a man's shoes, but then when she looks up, there's no man there, and it just disappears. Shut up! And <laughs> and Zach, so they're like she he has her stand in the doorway. It's like a door frame around a door. He has her stand where she was and then has this guy, this other employee, come over and stand in the position where she saw the feet. And I was just really, really, really hoping that he wasn't going to ask her to kneel down in the way that she was. (sighs) And it would be just the most awkward, uncomfortable situation. Thank God we were spared the universe where that happened. Yeah. um, With her head like directly next to, you know, but but fortunately he didn't. But it was still kind of weird and uncomfortable and. Um, and then he spoke to another guy, Marcus, who apparently they have a train room, which is really cool. And I don't mean like full size train. Oh, it's I like mean a baby like train room. it's like a, yeah, it's a little uh, model or no, a big model of their train system, which looks super awesome. And I'm sure toy train enthusiasts love to go in there. Guy who works there, Marcus, was saying that he experienced something similar. Uh, well, except it was a lady's feet and legs. And wasn't it like in the exhibit? Y- yeah. Yeah, she, well, she, yeah. In a doorway. Kind of like, kind of like if you've ever watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in the magical land, I forget what it's called, <laughs> uh, with King Friday. Like the land and of make-believe the, or something. The land of make-believe, yeah. And like there's the castle and the castle has different like entrances or something. Shit, it was like that. It kind of was like that where he was like, kind of halfway in one of those entrances um, of the exhibit and he saw this woman's legs with high heels and black tights and, and a and black skirt. Before you ask, of course Zach takes a moment to sexualize the disembodied legs. Yeah. And he's like, oh, were they good legs? <laughs> and he says, yeah. Marcus plays along. Marcus is a good sport. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but man, he's gotta be thinking like, why the hell, how the hell could you feel you if we're talking that? about ghosts here, man? Like, uh, can't, can't really make the connection there. He's probably now, like, this man's into some weird shit. Now, this is, George, we've talked to a lot of our guests about this. Zach Bagans never has said outright, but his behavior makes it very clear that he's he's into ghosts. Yeah. And he wants a ghost lady's love. I mean, it's like uh, it's like that placebo album, Sleeping With Ghosts, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's his That's, that's his, his dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear some more ghost stories we talked to Denise, who is a curator at this place. Probably a pretty cool job to be a curator at a historical site. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she talks about a guy who had a heart attack under one of their big clocks. This goes nowhere. We never hear about it again. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. we don't. <laughs> There's a few of those. There's just kind of these aborted arcs like this. And then we meet John. The and Poopman. The Poopman. And we call John the Poopman because John <laughs> talked to a ghost while he was while he was using the toilet. Specifically number two. Yeah. Specifically he was Zach gets him to admit that he was pooping when he talked to a ghost. And then Zach in what is probably the most wait, trans- wait, 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 wait. So Okay, okay. He's sitting on the toilet, apparently, and they've got those automatic faucets. And he starts like I guess he hears it go by itself and then he says, Is anybody in here? And it responds by you know, going like back you would on. Say if you were pooping in a public bathroom and you heard the faucet come on. Right? <laughs> What? And then it responds, and then he like asks it to do it again or something, and then it responds again. Um, he says it was very something like it was very clear and 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 definite. So yeah, he's he's pooping. So so Zach decides in in the most transparent and disgusting power move I've ever seen on <laughs> Ghost Adventures, he makes everyone come into the bathroom with him, and he pretends to sit down on the toilet, bare ass, and talk to the ghosts. However, nothing's happening. Yeah, and they claim it's because you need to actually be pooping. And then he talks to us about his shy sphincter. Yeah. Which was something special. Yeah, I I mentioned this while we were watching. Like, I kind of question the need for that kind of precision for these kinds of things. Like, <laughs> are, are, are these ghosts so anal that they, like, really need... It's like, he, you know, he's even oh, in that gross. toilet. He's got to be shitting, like, right now. Or else, or else, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not turning on no sinks. Okay. I don't leave my. Tra- I don't leave my trailer unless he's pooping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Aaron was like trying to videotape him from above, which was so weird. That was really weird. Really weird. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- thank thank the gods they didn't go back to that one because I wasn't. Something's- I wasn't about to see them just like be like, okay. We're going to bring this up again, you know, later when we're upstairs, we'll get to that in a bit, but, like, they send a guy down the hallway, and I'm like, they're not going to make him take a shit in the hallway, are they? Like, is is that what we're going to have to do to get this ghost to speak up? Well, maybe they wanted to do that, that experiment in the daytime, because I'm sure if they did it in the nighttime... They'd probably get spooked. And a little... And, and might... Some might come out. Zach might, like, just fall off the toilet or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's going to be on the floor, and he's going to have to pick it up, and yeah, nobody wants to do that. Nasty. Yeah. So John also takes us up into the unfinished floors of the station, which are super creepy and scary and, and um, you know, haunted looking. They're like... Mm-hmm. The, the, like, fifth, sixth, and seventh floors up, up near the top. Um, and so here's... It's closed to the public. Yeah, and... and uh, which it kind of surprises me that they are unfinished and have been unfinished. Like, but um, here's here's where there's like a kind of a contradiction to things. So a lot of what they've done previously, which they do a lot. Zach insinuates that because these floors have been empty for such a oh, long yeah, time, yeah, yeah. that'll make them more haunted because ghosts are scared of people and stuff. It has not been disturbed by living people. But pretty much in every other scenario, Zach gets excited if areas have experienced lots of human activity because that means that there's lots of like spiritual memories that linger. So it's like... Well, not, not only that, but they're saying this place is untouched. Like, man, there's fluorescent lights up there, bro. They did not have that in 1914. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, they're, just, they're, they're showing those things while he's saying that. I'm just like, oh, yeah. nobody's been up here or whatever. And it's like, they're, 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 anachronism stew, motherfucker. Get the hell out of here. It's like, do you know how buildings are built? Yeah. <laughs> and upgraded? Yeah. <laughs> and while they're doing this, Billy is chilling out in the main lobby, just videotaping the main lobby in IR. Like, while people are walking around, just getting thermal camera video footage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then they, they end up, like, joining him. Uh, God, we spent so much fucking time on this thermal footage, and it's so dumb. They're doing it during the daytime, which I guess is good, because then they can see, like, uh, yeah, it's good, because then they can see, like, how the reflections on the, the ground work out, because the ground is shiny, it's polished. Um, that's good. It, you know, it makes me think maybe they should do this more often to every place that they visit. You mean, like, do a little daytime investigation? (laughs) Yeah, which never really works out. No, it never works out. They end up seeing... What What is the order here? So, like, they they see something and Zach investigates it and they find out that it's people behind a curtain. Mm -hmm. 
And we, we take quite a while to learn this. We walk through every step of the process in identifying what happened here. Uh, then we see another thing that's like a disembodied top half. A torso. Which is probably just a person, but mm-hmm. they spend so much time being like very demonstratively baffled by it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, if you look on the borders of the frame, you can see similar things on the opposite side in the same spots and also above on the same sides. It just so happens that this one appears to be moving. Yeah. And they also say that it disappears after Billy walks in front of the camera. But if you look, you can see it still there. Yeah. It's just like beginning to leave the frame. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about this area, I mean, well, maybe I'm skipping ahead a little bit here because because eventually we go back down to the to the lobby, the main area, and there's not nearly as much activity down there. And Uh the thing is, we've got our stone tape theory with all this marble, so you would think that, like, there's going to be more activity where all the marble is. Yeah, throughout the episode, most of the activity they find is up here in this unfinished, not marbled place. Yeah, in yeah. fact, almost no evidence comes from the lobby area. Yeah. Once we get, and we're, in, we're pretty much in, it's like lockdown time now, so... Um, let's get into it. This is kind of a split lockdown. Mm-hmm. They the the building is open late because it's a train station. And mm-hmm. I assume most of them are open till midnight or later. So they're, they're gonna... told they're told that everyone is gone. Yes, they are told that everyone will be gone at midnight. What I suspect the person who they were talking to meant is that the public will be gone at midnight. Mm-hmm. But and that will come up later. So until midnight, until the actual closing time, the boys are investigating the unfinished hallways upstairs. Zach laments the fact that he needs a respirator. He's very sad that he has to put one on. Got a stupid respiratory system, he says. My stupid respiratory system. And of course, Nick and Aaron don't get masks. No, no. We can only have one scorpion around here. Or sub-zero, I guess, (laughs) depending on uh, what your color palette taste is. Yeah. So he also explains here something that I've never heard him explain, which is that the... uh, Night vision camera is better for capturing ghosts and ectoplasms because it can see in a slightly wider range, like a slightly wider spectrum. Wait, so this is the what? The infrared? There, no, this is the regular night vision, the green camera that we've been watching the entire time. Excuse me? That's what he said in this episode. Yeah, I, I do remember never that said explanation. Before. This is the 72nd episode of Ghost Adventures we've watched for this podcast, and he has never said that before. No. I think he's mistaken. Yeah, I think he is mistaken. But must have like lost in his notes or something like that. Then while he was digging through his tools, he's like, oh, fuck, I I completely forgot to say this in episode like three. (laughs) Shit. It's been six seasons and I haven't talked about it. You know what they say, right? Better late than never unless you're an electric chair repairman. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow, dude. Uh, So they also talk about how they're going to walk around the whole perimeter and let their bodies be the magnets for the spiritual energy i guess and they end up doing like three laps and get like getting no evidence uh before they decide to make a big deal out of this one hallway mm-hmm. one of the one of the unfinished corridors so zach is setting up an x cam right and he sees something in the viewfinder like he sees something and he gets really excited about but he wasn't recording <laughs> so we just have to take his word for it <laughs> yeah trust me guys i'm an expert Trust me, I saw something, definitely. Uh, So they start to, they set up what he calls a communication session. (laughs) While they send Aaron away to the other side of the building, where, again, spoiler alert, he gets no evidence whatsoever. So they just basically send him to fuck off somewhere else while they do the big boy investigating. And uh, so they, like, set up in this hallway where Zach puts a ball down. (laughs) Why? Why the ball? Don't know. Uh, we did. We never learned about any children ghosts up there. Yeah, but the ball is to quote establish intelligent communication with the spirits. Gotta use the most um, convenient, the most sense, the most <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the most sensitive to wind item uh, to to communicate with ghosts. But we hung this plastic bag off of a stick. But but wait, there's no wind up there, right? There's no windows. That's what they kept saying. Like, oh, yeah, there's no wind oh, up yeah. there, Cassie. That's right. They, they hammered that at home, totally... like, oh, several times. Like, oh, it's stagnant air. Now, just remember, it's stagnant air. There's no wind up here. Nothing like that. And it's like, man, they're, they were really trying to prove that point. So, Zank, while they're doing this, sends Nick down to the other end of the hallway, quite rudely, I might add, yeah. because he hears a man talking. He's like, Nick, get down there. 
go. And Nick walks down. He seems very reluctant to walk all the way down to the end of the hallway. Did y'all notice this? Yeah. He would. He kept walking like 10 feet and then stopping and looking back at Zach like, is this it? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, and then Zach is like doing the classic thing where he's just barking orders at the ghost. Mm-hmm. And he orders the ghost to move the ball. And there's an orb. <laughs> that caresses the ball. Dream. That little, what is that little noise? How would you characterize the onomatopoeia of the little orb noise? Ooh. Something like that, man. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even see I love I, their sound effects, set. I did not see that the first time it happened. Like, even some of the, even some of the apparitions they see, it's like you can see what they're talking about on the first go round, just like pick it up. But it took me a while to see this yeah. one. Like, yeah. it, it, it looks like a bit of a post production job, if you ask me. I was happy for the triple replay on this one. Yeah. And perhaps coming into the show in episode 70 seconds, like, well, George, yeah, no shit, bro. Like, this is what they do. But it's like, (laughs) y'all didn't even try on that one. Step your game up, homie. Usually what they do is they also show you an example of what dust and bugs look like so that you can tell for yourself that it's neither of those. Oh, and they didn't do that here, did they? No, they didn't. They actually, this is the one part of the episode where they checked out on being like super exhaustive about their evidence. That's... Usually they use like footage of the biggest bug in the world or the the most dusty atmosphere ever to to prove to you that this ain't that. Yeah. So they they dither around in this spot for what feels like half the episode. At one point, Zach puts the melmeter down and it starts to go off. And I wrote down this quote from Zach: "Fucking things going off, Nick." <laughs> Just like, like he's just there's something up with him today, and I don't know what it is. He's supercharged, man. He feels like he's gonna get this one. Th- yeah, this he's gonna one. catch this ghost. Uh, this is where he gets a spirit box out, a courtesy of Aaron, who has returned. Aaron hears. Aaron is like, so who's who is it that's out here? And the box apparently says spirits, but I heard Bert. Yeah, Bert like spurts, you know, spurts. Spurt. And then this is, of course, treated with incredible gravitas. And I don't think they did anything else in the upstairs region. That was kind of... Oh, actually, there was uh, their their main man who uh, was uh, looking at the the security cameras. You know, they they kept him down there. Oh, Billy. They they sent him up there afterwards, like, by himself, which is like, dude, I wouldn't wouldn't fucking go up there by myself. No, thank you. That place looks scary as hell. But uh, they they sent Billy up there, and he just kind of, like, walked around for a bit. And it was like he got to the spot they were talking about and was just like, oh, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely something here because, you know, that's not a Pygmalion effect. And <laughs> then he left and that was it. <laughs> there was no yeah. concrete follow up or anything. It was just eh, I've got a hunch, guys. So uh, that's my scientific input for the day. Yep. So after they get out of the unfinished zone is when they bring Tim back. Tim is the skeptic. So Zach has something has a big chip on his shoulder. Um, Zach has to like, he, he talks about how the people who used to be here, their voices echoed, echoed in this room. <laughs> yeah, that was really bizarre. He makes a big point about how there's used to be, he's going to, I'm going to hold up a photograph and all of these people lived here and walked here at one point. Look at this photograph. That was great. <laughs> you did that, George, you did that like in the moment as we were watching the episode, it killed me. And I was sad in that moment that this show isn't like a mystery science theater 3000 thing, but also <laughs> still extremely happy yeah. because that's so much effort that I don't want to go through. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he was holding the photograph as he said that. Yeah, and then lingered on it for a while. Like that was the thing. Yeah. It was like, okay, look at this. And it's like, oh wait, no, you want me to look at this. Okay. I, I thought that was just like a, <laughs> like a segue, but it's like, no, you're trying to make a point here, ain't you bro? Yeah. Uh, so they do an EVP session in the uh, toy train room. And correct me if I'm wrong, they get absolutely no evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in a really short scene, too. It's like, you know, move the pl- hey, hey, if you're here, can you move the plane? Can you do something like that? And then nothing happened. And then they never mentioned it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like the, uh, what's his name? Chuck Cunningham syndrome, right? That kid in, uh, I don't remember what TV show that was, where it's this member of the family, right? His name's Chuck, Chuck Cunningham. And in the second episode, he goes up the stairs, and then he never shows up for the rest of the series. <laughs> really? Yes. And so, Happy days. And that's Happy days. A, that's actually a trope, right? Like Chuck Cunningham syndrome is the dude who, uh, or, or, or something in a series that like shows up and they make like they're going to get back to it and uh, mm-hmm. then it never, it never. comes back again. <laughs> 
Yeah. So this guy gets Chuck Cunningham'd this scene, and they go back into the lobby where they try to do more EVP, and it's just so painfully awkward between Zach and Tim. Yeah. Because Tim is a hard skeptic. He really doesn't believe in ghosts. He's trying to be polite, but I imagine he's also quite tired. It's very late at night. Yeah, why the fuck did he agree to do this? It's like it's like one in the morning, bro, and you probably gotta be up at like 6am. By the time you get home and get in bed, you're talking like a three-hour power nap, man. Not the restful sleep you're gonna need to explain explain yeah. to people what the fuck you were doing here last night when you get up tomorrow <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in a brilliant scene zach commands him to come over and feel a cold spot and then they just sort of stand waving their arms vaguely in the air <laughs> like both of them tr- being like yeah i guess it's kind of it's kind of cold it's a little it's a little cold and zach, and oh my god it's just so painfully cringy like zach is trying to force this guy to admit that he felt something mm-hmm. and tim's like well i'm a little sweaty so maybe i just felt some sweat yeah. and then and he, he just like digs into that he's like you know i don't know about what this guy if he sweats but it's like really fucking cold out or something right it's like it's in this 72 degree air-conditioned room yeah. i don't know how too sweaty tim is actually getting yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, guys, but but we have to have a control. That's why we bring along an asshole. I mean, skeptic. <laughs> he definitely, when you when he says the word skeptic in his brain, he's saying asshole yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's yeah, spitting yeah. spit venom when he says that. It's so obvious. Yeah. He's thinking bully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as they're leaving, we come to the final piece of evidence. Air quote, quotes. Air quotes evidence in this episode. Nick and Zach see a figure in a door and like we spend a lot of time going over this footage like you can see a figure walking by the door they radio the security department and the security folks say there's nobody here or the the person that they speak with this person they speak with says there's nobody here and then they find john and they show john that footage no wait no they show john the other the ball stuff Mm -hmm. but after they leave the building they radio security one more time because they're curious and they meet Well, because they they saw some actual like employees yeah uh working in a a different room yeah and so they wanted to like because they were told that nobody would be in the building and so they find another security guard who's like oh no the restaurant the people in that that restaurant which is where they saw the Mm -hmm. figure they just left Mm -hmm. just now there were people in there Mm -hmm. when you saw that yeah so that and, was debunked. And then later on in the episode, like the next day, they called the manager of the restaurant and the manager was like, yeah, I was there doing inventory. And just we spend so much time on this. This is like five minutes of the episode. Yeah. And, and it also really begs the question because they just kind of ended as like, OK, it's contaminated. We can't do anything. And it's like, OK, bro, why don't you just stay another night? Like, yeah. OK, scrap this footage. And come back the next day, make sure the manager stays the fuck away, and do yeah. it again. Like, if you're so hell-bent on this, but instead he just... I think he's just tired of being there or something. Hey, man, seized get degrees is what they used to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true, right? I gotta, I, I gotta get with the trends, man. That's what I gotta do. I think that's the Ghost Adventures philosophy, really, is at least we made a finished episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really, though. They never really, like, complete the episodes. No, and I feel like every single guest we've ever had has said, "Is that it?" Yeah. At the end of the episode, <laughs> yeah, I certainly did. Yeah. I mean, it's like at the end of Man vs. Wild when he just kind of gives a vague hint. It's like, "Oh, there's probably a town over those mountains. I'm probably good to go, guys. See you later." And that's it. Like just yeah. zero closure, and you're just kind of like, "What the what the fuck? Are we done? Like, yeah, that, that was it." Bear Grylls was found dead three days later. <laughs> right. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like with a like stake through his head or something like real gruesome like that right but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it turns out that town wasn't what we thought it was you were walking into the village from resident evil 4 <laughs> <laughs> uh, well george i'm glad did you enjoy this experience definitely of watching ghost adventures definitely uh much better in the company of folks uh you know and not watching Extremely it alone true. because yeah i feel like if i was trying to get through this alone without the influence of like heroin or something man this would be a <laughs> this would be in a real insufferable time and i'm sorry mr zach if i've offended you but you know just i don't, li- I don't like it I don't, I don't like the show <laughs> i'm not a fan yeah. zach sorry <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite part of this episode? Oh, oh boy, let's see. Where, where do I start? I mean, I mean, Spurts was pretty good, but I, that that whole idea of like, uh, I'm still gonna call it Marble Storage Theory. And, yeah, and, and Marble then, Storage. Yeah, yeah, and and then having the entire episode basically debunk that idea by having the places where there were marble be the least active places. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and done in like a complete unironic fashion. That is just gold. You know, it's yeah. not even gold. 
not even platinum. We're going to like diamond status here. You, you feel this me? This was Electrum. Yeah, that, that's what it was. <laughs> um, that or having to take a shit to get a ghost to come yeah. out. I'm, I'm after that remember was, that. That was definitely my favorite part was yeah, the, the poop, poop ghost. The poop bit. Yeah. Um, f- for me, it was when Zach uh, could not even be bothered to remember the name of the device and instead barked at Nick. Fucking things going off, Nick. <laughs> So, George, before we leave you, there is one segment we like to do with uh, every episode of Ghost Adventures, and we call it Tweet Watch. All right. And it's where we go to Zach Bagans' Twitter account and just see what he's up to. Oh, boy. Um, I oh, just boy. Wanna point out, uh, if you visit his Twitter page, the profile picture and the banner picture oh, wow. are real special. It looks like Zach, Aaron. Billy and Jay? I have no idea who these I people are. I have no idea. Zach Baggins, here we go. Is that like Bilbo wow. Baggins? Is he related to that dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet that anyway, was his, his name in high school. <laughs> it's a very special profile picture um, on Twitter. It looks like they just push their faces against a really thin sheet of something. Um, or, or like one of those things, you know, the it's it's like the series of needles or whatever. And like you put your yes. hand into it to make the imprint. They, oh my God. Yes. yes they, that's like exactly at children's what museums. Yeah, yeah. It's got like a really big one of those. Um, it's either that or like, oh, oh it actually is kind of disturbing to be honest. Almost, yeah. almost like a cover for like, I have no mouth and I must scream. You know, y'all know that book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's see. Um, trying to find one that we haven't already uh, looked at. Who's Okay, he tags someone here at Haunted Museum. What What is that? That's- oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. So Zach runs a haunted museum in Las Vegas. Oh, of course. Like it's a museum of does. haunted objects. Uh, so he's really tagging himself there. That's a self-retweet. Great, uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently a new season of Ghost Adventures is starting because Zach is hyping it up super hard. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Check this out. Oh my God. Okay. So this was, all right. Zach tweeted a few days ago. Um, he says, quote, my most often used, wait, do you want to say it? Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. the voice good. So here's Zach's Twitter. My most often used movie quote I use in real life. And Has- it's hashtag true, hashtag true fact. And it's a screenshot of a sequence from Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> it looks like Pee Wee's Great Adventure, I think. Where Paul Rubens is saying, I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> Yeah, bro. The rest of society, they don't understand what's going on with this ghost shit, man. The government government doesn't want you to know about it. Don't don't you know? Don't you know ectoplasm can't melt steel beams, bro? (laughs) If we'd had night vision cameras on uh, on the West Tower when everything went down, we'd know. Because night vision can see yeah. the ectoplasm. Yeah, that that second plane. No one remembers that second plane. It's because it was ectoplasm, it bro. It's a ghost. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you can't believe oh. anything the state's telling you. I really want to get this guy together with, like, Eddie Bravo or just one of these, like, <laughs> just, just super conspiracy nuts. And, I mean, they'd probably go... Someone's going to get pissed off, actually, if they do that. That might not be a good idea. Zach oh. appears to have posted a video of somebody brushing their foot. No, I think he's, like, filing off calluses. Whoa, what? Of a man filing calluses off of his foot. Ooh. Zach, this is a real invasion of privacy, bud. Why are you doing this? Uh, I think. And I don't want to see that. See, Z- Zach Baggins is like ghost specialist and foot fetishist. You know, it's. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, real, we did spend a lot of time talking about feet earlier in this episode of Ghost Adventures. Real lucrative markets, you know. Oh my God. Okay, so I mean, kudos to this person. Oh my God. This would have taken time to make, but uh, Zach Baggins commented, love it, on someone's tweet to him. Um, Ethan, apparently, he says, Ethan says, my cousin spent two weeks making her own Ghost Adventures clue game, and we thought you'd appreciate it. Oh, wow. This is like, there, uh, there's like a board here. There's cards. I mean, this looks legit. Yeah. I, like, I have a good friend who makes who's making a board game. Like, I've seen the, mm-hmm. the work that he's got to do to, like, really even just do the preliminary things. It's like, this uh, mm-hmm. this actually would take a fair amount of time. Like, like yeah. t- two weeks is actually pretty admirable if this is what you came up with. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like that's really good. I, I know um, where I went to college um, for my undergrad. Uh, my living learning center had a class where you'd make your own game board. But this is super detailed, so good job. Update. Oh, Ethan has an update. Let's see. Because of the immense positive response to my cousin's Ghost Adventures Clue game, she was encouraged to submit her prototype to Hasbro. What? Unfortunately, what? her idea submission was automatically rejected by their computer system. What? It didn't seem to be looked into by a human review. But considering you guys seem to want this and to become a real thing, we would love to work towards perhaps consulting with Zach Baggins or Hasbro themselves to see if there's any possible way we can produce this 
Okay, so honestly, okay, and it's, I'm rooting it's for insanely him. haunted audience. You got yourself a quest now, okay? Do you yeah. want to yeah. see this clue game happen? You know what the hell to do. Uh, we're making this happen. We're doing this. Uh, so that's our new cause. Help us become a Patreon t- subscriber today to help us make sure that we can get, help Ethan make this clue board game. And... Oh, there's no way we can raise the funds for that. I know. <laughs> no, just like uh, contact Hasbro and say, hey, yo, what the right fuck? Right into Hasbro. Well, yeah, well, it's like it was automatically rejected. It's like, what, what does that mean? I mean, like, what? I don't did it violate. They like got a... robots doing it. I've heard that. It's like impossible to like you have to be connected to the board game company or the the game companies. Yeah, it's old. It's old boys club. The board that, game industry. That's, that's shooting real high, right? I mean, uh, there's a bunch. Talk of, about shooting your shot. Yeah. You know, what? I would definitely play this game. Absolutely. I'd play it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. What's this person's name? Can we can we shout this that Twitter is, out? This is at uh, at Ethan is a bad boy. Yeah, Ethan is a bad boy. Yeah, check this out. Support this if you can. Don't please don't like please don't like dogpile on this dude. That would be really yeah yeah. Don't up don't do that. Do that. Folks. Don't do that. He's a he's an innocent bystander in the. This seems like a sweet kid. Thing. I'm gonna tweet this on our page. We support them, so follow us on Twitter at Haunted Insanely to learn more about this and all the other stuff that we work on for this podcast. We like to do little polls and things like that. George, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Insanely Haunted, my friend. Happy, happy to uh, be here. Thank you uh, very much for the invite. We all do this again if, sometime. I'll bring. Uh, oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll bring black bean brownies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If our audience wants to hear more of you, George, where should they look? Yeah, okay, so you can find me on Twitter at GC Ungagged. It'll be a George Collins uh, for all kinds of commentary, especially of the political persuasion. Uh, hit up Ungagged, leftungagged.org. We do podcasts every month, uh, many more written pieces outside of that. Uh, I, and um, yeah, all kinds of great stuff happening with that crew there from all over the world. And uh, find me if you're in the North Seattle area, KBFG 107.3 FM. We uh, take a tour around the world, hear music from all over the damn place. Uh, you name a country, I've probably played a song from there. Uh, Hell yeah. Except Palau. I can't find anything from Palau, but I'm, I'm working <laughs> on that. I believe in you. You'll get there someday. You know it. Uh, I'd like to thank Leandra, our good friend, for making our icon that you see every time you log into insanelyhaunted.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. And I'd also like to thank the Scavengers Network and our good friend Colin Parker, who set it all up and was our guest on our very on our last episode right before this. You can find more amazing podcasts, and they do YouTube shows as well, at scavengersnetwork.com. And uh, don't forget to support and visit your state and national parks, especially focus on supporting your national parks right now. Um, they could really use your help. Anyway, that's going to do it for us this evening. And as always, signing off, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm George. And you just heard a, a Class, Class A EVP. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. You might have already heard of Wonder Woman, but did you know that there were several people who went by Wonder Girl? You've heard of Spider-Man, but did you know there's more than just Peter Parker? Well, here at Capes and Japes, we can fill you in on all that stuff that you maybe didn't know. My name's Olivia. And I'm Alion. And you can catch us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there.